On this week's episode of Friend Code, we spent some time with the fall Halloween update from Animal Crossing New Horizons, Nintendo dropped a Treehouse Live featuring Pikmin 3 Deluxe and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, and Minecraft Steve finally arrives in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week I'm joined by Ian Hink. Hi. How's it going? Good. You guys have been holding out on me about Pikmin. Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, I'm, I think I'm, nobody ever told me it was so good. I'm <laughs> in a similar boat where I had, no one was holding out on me. I just didn't give it a chance. But yes, we will be yeah. talking about Pikmin 3 in a little bit. Also, as you heard, I am joined by Daniel Bloodworth. How's it going, blood? Busy, busy Hello. blood and busy, busy Ian, actually. Very busy, busy time. Uh, busy, busy week. <laughs> Uh, so thank you both for taking some time out of your busy schedules to talk some Nintendo stuff. Feels like things are really heating up for Nintendo. Uh, drastic change from earlier in the year where we are all kind of wondering, where are their games? What are they doing? There was no E3. They didn't do a, a summer di- big direct thing or anything like that. Now we're just swimming in news, swimming in updates, swimming in new game announcements. Nintendo doing whatever they want. They're 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 madmen over there, just uh, marching to their own beat essentially. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy though. I'm happy that we got a a lot of stuff to talk about. I think you're still overselling it a little bit, but yeah. oh, you think I'm a, it's yeah. good to have some news. Uh, it's a simmer, but it's not a boy. Maybe that's because the perspective was they were setting me up. There's people like me up that, hey, don't give them anything. Starve them so that these morsels feel like a feast. You know, that they're, they're, <laughs> they're doing here. Maybe they are geniuses after all. Uh, I, I, I do think there's... Uh, I'd like to hear more, though. There's definitely some more games that are on the horizon that uh, we haven't heard from in a long time. Uh, but we do have some games to talk about today, uh, starting with Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, the fall update arrived pretty recently. It is a Halloween-themed update. There's a lot of stuff uh, in terms of things you can acquire in it. Uh, so much as, as in, in terms of actual activities, though, that might be a, a point of contention for some people. I'll have to get your your two thoughts on this, but. Yeah, I, I spent some time with this. I'm curious uh, about your t- you two of you, if you got to spend some time with uh, this update and uh, what have you thought of it so far? Uh, yeah, I, I played a decent amount of it. I haven't uh, checked in in a couple of days, um, but I planted a pumpkin patch of maybe, oh, geez, I don't know, 50 or 60 pumpkins, Jeez, maybe a little more. <laughs> okay, um, that's a lot. Yeah, and I, I surrounded it with my, I had a stone fence because that used to be my tulip garden mm. um, and I expanded it and uh, I've been swapping out chunks of the fence with Halloween decorations when I got them. So I've got the arch on either side going into the patch and I've got like the lantern and a spooky lantern there and like a scarecrow and stuff. It's really cozy. Um, I hope to get the, I haven't gotten the DIY for the little pumpkin iron rot fence yet yeah that's cool um i haven't either that one looks really cute um but yeah i have gotten the diy for the arch and the lantern and the scarecrow and a few other things 
but yeah, the I haven't gotten the DIY for the big carriage yet, which looks really cute. I think that um, might actually sure only happen it. on Halloween. So, I think you have to oh, get okay, that okay. from the Ex celebration. Blood yeah. is correct. Oh, okay. So for 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 people who aren't familiar, the part the uh, the Halloween update did introduce some uh, spooky new furniture and items. Essentially, yeah. uh, there's a set. Uh, you, you mentioned a few, but to go over them, there's a spooky arch, candy set, chair, the fence, which is a recipe only lantern lantern set scarecrow standing lamp table and tower these can either be obtained through recipes which you can craft which the pumpkins that ian was talking about earlier are uh, a necessary ingredient of that or all but the spooky fence can be bought uh, in nook's cranny uh, from the twins you can buy it in a special corner now a blue table and a blue floorboard each day will have a potentially a new item that you can buy through the month uh, during this update uh, but there are a that that corner has been there for a while is they updated that with summer i think so mm. like there used to be stuff like surfboards and whatever and mm. now yeah it's the seasonal halloween Full and you have to buy pumpkin starters from either leaf leaf or uh in the store yeah and if you water them yes um how does it work if you water every them day. once you get one yeah. or if you yeah if you water them every day for three days you get three, three pumpkins if you water them once, you get one. Twice, you get two, I believe. Yeah, I didn't try out like the one two. day. If you do, yeah, I just did it three yeah, in a row. If you do nothing or just water once, you get one. I think if you water for two days, I'm assuming you get two. But if you water every day, yes, you get you get three pumpkins. The maximum yield for your return there. Uh, you mentioned and the color is random. Yeah, there's four colors. The orange, the default orange, is the most common one. But I believe there is green, white, and yellow are the, th mm -hmm. the yeah. three other colors so there's a total of four you can get the other three are a little bit more rare uh i did the and then you can plant like the colors orange. to get more of the same color Red. yes that is very helpful uh ian you pointing out that the the blue table has been there since summer uh there was a point i was i forgot to make when i opened this se this segment uh i haven't touched animal crossing since snorkeling was added I have not okay. stepped back wow. into the game since then just to try it out for that update. We did a friend code covering it. That's how long I have been away from this game. Uh, it, so it has been a while and you're going to have roaches had a lot of roaches, had the messy hair, had to do all that. Everyone's surprised. I was gone for, it said four months. I was gone for four months. Oh, wow. So everyone was still, I'd been gone for one month. I'd been gone for one. Month. <laughs> everyone was still surprised, but still stayed. Only one person wanted to leave. And I told them to stay and they were like, cool. I'm staying. But as, as you alluded to, Ian, you did mention about the carriage. There are some items. There's some. So the Halloween event is running through Halloween, but there are certain things that will only happen on Halloween day. And the following items will only be available uh, on October 31st. Uh, the recipes are, are getting them from uh, Nook's Cranny, however they're going to be obtained. Those are the spooky carriage, flooring, the spooky garland, the spooky rug, a spooky table setting, spooky wall, and probably the thing everyone wants most, the spooky wand. Uh, holding mm -hmm. some items back for a day only thing. Um, yeah, so basically you get, you buy the candy that's in the shop in the cabinet every day, and then you can uh, give candy up to the different villagers and, and then they'll exchange with you. Okay, so that's how it's gonna work. Yeah. That's nice. I because uh, yes, they are selling candy that you can only buy one a day limit. And I was like, you can eat it. But I was like, hmm, I'm gonna hold on to this. What is this gonna be used for? Yeah, you you trade it with the villagers who will be in costume on Halloween, 
Um, I don't time travel, but I watched a video of someone showing it mm. off, and, and apparently Jack, the spirit of of Halloween, will be there. Oh, nice! It's like a little pumpkin man. The rug has a motif with Jack, and it looks so nice. Um, but you can get the Jack costume, which is a hat and a robe. Um, I'm, I don't remember if that's only gettable on the day, but um, if you dress up as Jack animals will give you candy oh funny um so apparently oh. that's like a hack <laughs> it's like a hack to get I- infinite candy basically so that you can get all the diys you're missing that's nice um yeah unless they change that but like if you just go into a building and it resets and you come back out and they'll just give you all candy again so you like you can give them all candy that you've collected and then you can dress up as Jack and shake them all down for more candy <laughs> and rinse repeat. You know? Yeah, I'm not. So, I don't think Jack's outfit's available then till Halloween because they have a bunch of clothing that you you mentioned uh, or alluded to. Uh, like I've been able to get like all the mages dresses. I've gotten all the mage striped hats. I've got all the impish wings. Um, they have like uh, furry animal costumes you can get. They have a magic academy robe. I haven't gotten that yet. Uh, but got like the, zombie clothes yeah pretty cool they have zombie clothes i've and, got like one piece of all of them <laughs> oh I, I, no complete set yeah, yeah i'm like obsessed with getting those the, 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 that was the thing i was drawn most to but also if you go uh if you use your nook miles you can exchange them for two uh you can them for body paint costume tips and new eye colors uh, so when you go to the, any vanity, uh, like a mirror or something like that, you can uh, change your skin color to pink, purple, blue, green, like something to look like an undead, basically or ghoulish. Yeah. Uh, and as well as your eye color to make you look really crazy. And I kind of did that as well and put on like a mage dress and I look like a, a kind of like a, a spooky witch right now in the game. So I'm kind of digging that. Yeah. I've, I've got kind of the zombie thing going on. Um, the past few days, I was just regular, like I said, the, the ripped, shredded zombie clothes. And then today they had the Pharaoh uh, costume on sale, oh. which I think had been, been there previously, but um, it was in there today. So I got, the, I did that with the mummy head and then I have green skin and yellow eyes. <laughs> um, so it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I have the advantage of uh, my wife is still playing uh, pretty much every day. So you know, I, I started a, a, a couple weeks after the month had started. And so I get in there and just like, all right, my yard's already decorated. I've got tons of pumpkins, <laughs> of candy and some costumes. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I've been able to, to catch up pretty quickly in those regards and just playing the past few days. Yeah, I'm sorry, before I say this, I was well, the last thing. Uh, I mean, the, the, you got a Jack's portrait in the mail. Mm. um uh i put that yeah, up in my turn room. the lights out you can see that like it glows in the dark in dark like, pulsates yeah I, I did that by accident actually when i was cycling through my lights in my room uh, when i was trying to figure out because again i had played for four months like how do i access my inventory right. again oops <laughs> i turn off the lights oh the jack painting is glowing that's our portrait's glowing so that was pretty cool uh, apparently on halloween we're going to be able to get new uh reactions and emotes uh on october 31st mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if either of you got to check that out, either through like a, a video of someone who time traveled ahead or not. So I just saw it in that a guide. I did not see. Oh, okay. But yeah, that that there there's some other quality of life updates that were or that were thrown in there as well. But in general, that is kind of I think that is the crux 
the totality of the the Halloween updates there. Um, so on a whole, I'm kind of curious how you feel about the, this update. Um, maybe in comparison to any other ones you've tried, did, are you enjoying this one more? Are you enjoying it less? Uh, I mean, it's still a variation on what they had already done for Halloween. Uh, so it's not that different. You know, the, the candy and stuff is still there. I think since you can decorate anywhere, they focused more on things you can put outside, like the scarecrows and the pumpkins and all that. And so I like that because, yeah, in the past with just being able to decorate inside your house, it was like you, you just sort of had to upend one of your rooms and try to fill it in with, you know, the little bits and bobs you'd get here and there. Um, and so I, I feel like, to me, this fits in a lot better with just sort of, you know, how I play the game. Uh, and, you know, I, I find more, I feel like I find more creative things to do with these items. Uh, another thing we didn't quite mention with the different colored pumpkins is that you use those to customize any of these uh, oh, yeah. decorations. And so, and not only are they... The different colors but each one of the colors has its own kind of like facial expressions carvings on the pumpkins so that's pretty cool to kind of play around with that and add some variety to how you decorate the town uh, and you can turn the lights on and off so that's kind of like one of the silly obsessive things i do it's like in the day <laughs> turn all the lights off and then in the night turn it back on so those little touches that add, add, add up and matter but yeah, way better than Easter. Easter was just annoying oh, yeah. the whole Easter time. Easter was yeah. a nightmare. Easter was overbearing. It seems like they, it seems like they learned. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I, this is my first Animal Crossing game besides Pocket Camp. So, um, you know, but I, I actually didn't know that you couldn't decorate outside before. That seems limiting. But uh, yeah, it's so cozy this uh, update and. Once it gets into fall with the leaves changing, I guess, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Too. Yeah, seeing a little um, bit of that. Uh, there's acorns and yeah. pine cones yeah. that drop out of trees now for certain oh, recipes. I didn't and I'll probably, that Yeah, I'll probably start doing those after Halloween's done. Um, and I, I'm guessing that they'll probably get more frequent as time goes on because I was trying today to get some acorns and stuff and like, I got one acorn out of all the trees that I <laughs> I don't but, think I've shaken or chopped a tree in a very long time. Yeah. Well, right. I had to chop a tree to build one thing lately, but like I don't have to craft things anymore. I just <laughs> my island is how I like it, you know. So but um I like that pumpkins will go on. Like I like that apparently they don't stop happening once this is done. Like you can just have pumpkins now. Cool um because the pumpkins are just so cozy <laughs> and i i love the general fall vibes anyhow so yeah yeah i mean best holiday <laughs> yeah i i really like the atmosphere this is creating i like i like the decorations i like the the things you are getting as rewards for this to help decorate um because again i'm also a fan of you know, the iconic imagery of Halloween and fall as well. It's, it's one of my favorite times. Uh, I have a patron question here from from uh, Black Lives Matter, Jesse Blue, uh, which kind of touches upon asking us about an issue that I'm kind of still having with these these updates. Uh, they, they say, hey, uh, hi, allies. I'm absolutely loving Animal Crossing New Horizons and all the monthly incentives to keep playing. Every time I think, well, I'll just get the short list of goals completed and then I won't have to keep doing the dailies they bring and I won't have to keep doing the dailies. They bring in another mechanic or NPC that keeps me interested and makes me excited for what they might bring down the road. 
other than what we have already seen uh, in fall and winter recipes and features in the Southern Hemisphere, what do you hope Animal Crossing New Horizons adds to our fall and winter updates to keep us interested past Halloween and ultimately Christmas? So this question, I, I obviously, uh, on one level, it's what, in, what type of stuff that you want to see that like they've already been doing. But uh, before I ask you what you'd want to see about that I, uh, and answer this directly, I want to say, uh, I'll answer the last part at least, what I want to see. I think it goes beyond just the scale of what they're doing. I think while I love what they are providing me in terms of the rewards, I'm not liking the activities. I think it's very light on activity. It relies a lot on the, again, it's the nature of the game. It's social interaction. It's going to other people's islands. It's like craft, like, it's like decorating your area and inviting people to show it off. And then like doing like, an, it's like RPing basically. A lot of it relies mm -hmm. on your RP experience. I yeah. wish there was more structured objective stuff. Like maybe there was a bobbing for apples mini game or a hide and go seek trick or treat type yeah, mini, I was gonna say hide and mini seek, games. Yeah. I just want, I know that's not been Animal Crossing's forte. That's not what they do. This is what keeps me away from Animal Crossing after a month or two, whenever it comes out. And why these updates generally don't bring me back for more than a few days, at, 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 if at all. And why I drift away from these games and generally are not drawn to the Animal Crossing series in general. And I, I understand it's just like a preference thing, but... I also would love it if they would someday try that because I think it would draw in someone like me more to this game. But at the same time, I wonder, I'm like, question, I guess, sorry to get cut off Jesse's question here, but also to add to it, what I'm asking for, do you think that would be maybe a detriment to some other players' experiences that it would compromise what Animal Crossing well, is? It's a, it's a give and take, right? It's a gentle balance because there are a few instances where, like, you know, you've got your bug off and you've got your fishing contest and stuff, which are really fun. Uh, you know, the first couple of times you do them anyway. Um, also, sometimes when you talk to a, a villager, they'll be like, hey, I hit a treasure mm -hmm. on the island somewhere. Uh, go dig it up and find it, you know, and, and little things like that. And, like, I, I was thrilled the first time that happened, you know, um, but I could imagine if it, it, it would upset the balance. I think if, if, you know, one out of every six or seven times you talked to a villager, they were like, Oh, play hide and seek with me. Like happy Halloween or whatever. And it's like, if you just wanted to say hi to three villagers to get miles, you know, that would get in the way of that doing that quickly. So they would have to do it in a way where you could, you could initiate it or like you could structure it somehow. They'd have to find ways to, trigger activities like maybe you build a, a booth or something and then if you sit in it, an animal will come up and want to play hide and seek or bob for apples or something with you like they could do it that way where you start it but yeah i think it would upset the balance if it was just kind of like a thing they peppered in randomly but i do agree more activities like that would be pretty cool yeah i think for me like it's yeah, maybe more stuff on Halloween Day it's, itself, um, and we'll, we'll see if you know if there's things that you know we aren't too aware of yet. But it's yeah, I, I think like when you're talking about like the 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 fishing contest and the bug offs and stuff, it's it's odd because if you do the thing once and there's only the one prize, then it's like okay, well yeah. I did the thing and I don't really feel like doing it again. Uh, but then the opposite of that is sort of true too, and there's like. 12 prizes and you're like okay i'm just repeating this over and over 
to try to because I want to collect it all um, then it gets tiresome in its own way so it, it, it is odd with mini games like that and particularly you know the, and those things like the bug offs and, and stuff they work better when you do go to a friend's town anyways um, you know when, when yeah. you do that it's just a lot more exciting to be competing with other people well and it like actually is more efficient like the game yeah the the combo multiplier or whatever like just works better if you have more people um the the fireworks thing that they were doing throughout july i guess for like a few weeks that was actually pretty cute um it felt special and interesting and it had like it didn't have activities necessarily but just the general buzz of everyone like going around with sparklers and getting fireworks and trading in stuff with um red for some reason uh it was it was generally pretty sweet um and that that's what i assume the halloween vibes will be but uh yeah i don't know but you're right i mean i guess my my philosophical standpoint on animal crossing now like i was playing it vehemently like every day above on and on for months you know and then i achieved my goals right and then then I, like I hadn't played it for a month until this came out. And like, for me now, I think it's that kind of game where I check in when I feel like it, but I don't feel super pressure to play every day. And I, I like that. Like it, it feels like a companion, not really a burden. Yeah. Although um, I do still feel pretty guilty when my animals are like, Oh my God, where have you been? Like Eloise, I have this elephant Eloise when I'd been gone for a month, she was like, Oh, you're back. I, I can relax. Like while you were gone, I, I, I lost interest in everything. I, I stopped oh, wow. doing my favorite activities. I was just like, Oh my God, I'm giving these things like depression now. Ah, so that was intense. <laughs> yeah. To me, what's yeah. uh, sort of interesting is because yeah, in a way animal crossing has always been a game that you, you don't really complete, uh, you know, right. until a year has gone by until you've seen, all of these different events and seasons and the different bugs and fish that come around and, you know, and, you know, it's like we're starting to see fall now, but then like once winter gets here and you've got the snowballs and everything, it's going to be just a whole entirely different vibe. And we're already starting to like, all right, we need to start saving up holly, holly bushes and get ready to like just replace all the bushes with holly bushes. So like, it'll really feel festive. Um, but, but what it's curious to me about, this uh, now that they're they they are presenting all of the new seasons seasonal activities and stuff as updates rather than things that were built in the game from the start is yeah. what are they going to do past the first year you know are they going to look at what people hated about easter and change the easter up entirely in year two um so i'm uh, yeah i'm really curious how long that they they give to extend the life of the the game beyond what's already programmed into there. Yeah. I I do remember a quote of them saying like, we hope to provide, you know, years of content or whatever. I I believe they said that about this game. Also, you you raise an interesting point too, that I don't know if it's as palpable for the two of you growing up in places of less pronounced seasons than I did, but like, uh, man, these seasons really just give me like homey vibes. Like, because I miss living in LA, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, so I'm used to very, very pronounced seasons, whereas here it's like hot and then nice, uh, and that's it. Um, 
and uh so yeah like seeing fall and winter and stuff is really gonna feel nice especially this year because i don't i don't think i'm gonna get to go home for because of covid so yeah yeah animal crossing the game we needed in 2020 (laughs) (laughs) about the longevity though alluding to what they might do beyond the calendar year blood as you you mentioned uh we have another patron question from uh from mike uh, their question is, what do you think about Animal Crossing's use of intentionally gating progress with real time in order to keep the player engaged over long periods of time and prevent burnout? Do you think it was executed well? And do you have any ideas uh, they could do to improve the longevity of, longevity of the game uh, or perhaps to keep people engaged for longer? I mean, that sort of like what Blood said is, my hope is that they adapt and that they take notes like um yeah and and to me still the big the big updates i really want to see are quality of life stuff um just like faster menus like less repeated dialogue stuff like that for people who have been there for a long time it's like okay yeah yeah i don't need this i don't need to see this every time can you still Uh, not buy multiple items in the from the able sisters shop in the dressing room of the same type you can't buy multiples of the same type you can buy a full outfit but not two shirts i was trying yeah because i said earlier when i was buying all like the mage dresses all six of them or six of each piece going back and forth i was like is there i feel dumb if there's a way to do this if not this still sucks yeah yeah that needs like stuff like that it's like that is just archaic game it's honestly it's the one thing that i think keeps this game from being like basically perfect like you know i mean it's like it is what it is but like that's the that's the kind of stuff that holds this game back from like absolute greatness in my eyes um i mean i still think it's i mean for me i like it's a contender for game of the year but like that's the one little nitpick you know and i think it is kind of a nitpick because i think that you could make an argument on the other side of that which circles back around to this patron's question um the philosoph- I say philosophy a lot, but like the philosophy of this game, the, the game design philosophy is live here, you know, like be in real time with us, like take your time. That's, that's the core of these, of this series is like, it doesn't have a day night cycle. That's 20 minutes long, you know, it, it's tied to real time. And like, if you're not time traveling, you wait for stuff. And so if you embrace that kind of mentality, like I named my, island lente which means slowly you know Mm. uh you gotta you gotta kind of just like be on its page because the the game is going to force you to be on its page with some of this stuff like buying one shirt at a time so i think it's less of a i don't see it as like a gimmick to try to artificially pad out user engagement you know i see it as just kind of part of the design philosophy and like you're either you're either for that or or not i guess but i like it and yeah like i said the thing that gives me excitement about that and especially now that nintendo is because even you know as recently as the wii u like there were some games they just even on the switch mario party like there are games they just put out and never update you know yeah and and this is not one of those games and so they've shown that they're gonna grow with it and i hope that they really do yeah i uh i i uh i mean they finally didn't they recently add uh for the mario 35th anniversary they finally added like mario items into the game right i think i missed that 
or did I imagine into that? Into Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing? Because, you know, the catalog stuff. I've saying something about it, but I don't think it's happened yet. Yeah, it actually happened? Yeah, okay. I then I guess it didn't happen, yet. but that, I mean, that's one other thing is the, the crossover stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, start dropping in items from other games in there uh, to get people. Yeah, which again is funny because, you know, Excited. in older Animal Crossing games, that stuff was everywhere. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it was sometimes yeah. harder to get, but like pretty much everyone had a Master Sword in their basement. Yeah like exactly and I, those those arrive in march 2021 okay thank you for that theoretically on march 10th which is mario gotcha that is that's a good prediction the yeah, like the older ones having like the the e-reader stuff like with the nes games like having like time demos stuff like that i i i wonder i hope they go in that more unique direction um to help with the longevity. I mean, that's the only thing I think I could contribute, but that's what the two of you talked about at this point. And obviously, you know, more activity st- style events would, I uh, would appreciate yeah. that. At the same Remember time- when they did that random like hedge maze Island? Like that was pretty cool. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. Wait, what? You, you can only do it once. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, like maybe whoa. not necessarily only once, but yeah, have a, have a reason to like go off your Island and do something cool would be neat well and like yeah little little weird things like the wedding stuff was like yeah it wasn't a neat idea it got it got kind of tired pretty quickly but like yeah and i mean i for i just saw like a weird image of all the holiday faces and oddly the bunny was front and center which is he's like terrifying to me but uh (laughs) like i didn't even think about thanksgiving like there's probably going to be a thanksgiving thing there was some kind of like peacock with like jewels on her head and i'm like what are you for um so yeah i don't know i think I, that's supposed to be like uh not mardi gras but you know the oh that makes sense yeah what they do in rio can't remember the name mm-hmm. of it but yeah well we will we will see what the future holds for for animal crossing i'm sure they uh we'll see shortly what their uh their next holiday stuff will be once the, the Halloween event wraps up at the end of this month and uh, what they, what they've been in store for that game. Cause I'm, I'm sure, as you said, Ian, uh, I know you can remember a specific quote, but they're obviously going to be supporting this for a while. It's, it's just like a runaway success for Nintendo. So they're absolutely, if they're smart, they will keep supporting it because it's going to keep selling very well. But uh, I want to move on and uh, switch gears and talk about the recent, uh, Nintendo did uh, another edition of their Treehouse Live series. Uh, this time they did a, a feature, uh, they did a, a focus on Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which is also coming out uh, at the end of this month, as well as the upcoming uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I want to start with Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Uh, they went over three parts in the Treehouse Live. They went over the story mode. They went over uh, the side missions with Captain Olimar and Louie, and they went over a new mode called Bingo Battle, which is a competitive multiplayer mode. But I want to start the story mode because they actually did drop a demo for Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which pretty much covered what they, what they showed on Treehouse Live was within the scope of the demo. The demo was like the first few days. Uh, I don't know if you got to the end of it or not, but once there was a boss-like encounter at the end, and once you completed mm-hmm. that, and that day ended, it was the end of the demo for for for, for that purpose. Mm, okay, I'm in I'm in day two right now. I just met the Rock Pikmin, mm. so I've been playing for I don't know whatever that is, like an hour. So yeah. y- y- at the beginning, Ian, you mentioned uh, that we had been 
you know, that you holding out, holding out on this. <laughs> so I uh, like that. Ben mentioned that it's good. I yeah. Guess. So it sounds like you're very, you're kind of digging what you're playing right now. Yo, I, it's delightful. I mean, I never, you know, I was never down on Pikmin or anything, but I just never, cause I didn't have Nintendo consoles growing up. So I'd never really played anything of it. And this, so this is, this demo is the first Pikmin I think I've actually played. And I remember seeing it on the Wii U because that's what this one was from, right? Yeah, originally this was Wii U. And um, maybe it was just because it was on the Wii U. <laughs> but I was just like, eh, no, I don't know. Um, but playing it now, it's delightful. It, it's a really fun. I can see already how um, you could get into some cool, like, puzzly kind of stuff with it, I'm assuming anyway. Um, neat that you can switch between types of Pikmin. I mean, this is all, like, old hat to Pikmin fans, but... I don't know. It's just delightful. Hopefully all the little noises they make don't get annoying over time. Uh, yeah. No, they don't. I don't know why that is exactly, but somehow they don't. And it's also really good feedback too, because when you, you know, you hear the death sounds, it's like, Oh no. You know, <laughs> you start they can die? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, oh they, no. You're just, yeah. you're just doing like the basic stuff, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. You, you feel very bad about yourself. When you accidentally oh, no. kill a bunch of people. Plus. <laughs> yeah. That didn't happen oh. to me. Now I can't play anymore. <laughs> the, yeah, the moment I went into the water, but I threw one in a rock Pikmin and actually went in, accidentally went into the water and it yeah. started to like freak out. And it's like, hurry, you need to like call them with the whistle before they drown. I'm like, oh my gosh, come back. Come back to safety, please. Because they, 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 there's things that will panic. Like the rock Pikmin also, there's an enemy that breathes fire. And if the rock Pikmin gets hit, hit by that, they'll freak out. And you got to yeah. kind of summon them back, whistle them to calm them down or else, you know, they might die. Uh, but certain Pikmin obviously have like the red Pikmin have immunity to that. And in the Treehouse Live, though, uh, it was first time I didn't have any Pikmin die in my my playthrough of the demo, but the Treehouse Live did show Pikmin dying. There's a monster with a like a long like mouth, elongated mouth that like slurped them up. Uh, was was eating the red Pikmin whole. Uh, no, an enemy, and accidentally the 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 player forgot who was guiding the game forgot that they 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 had blue Pikmin, which is not in the story demo. Uh, went by an electrified enemy. And they forgot to keep track of them because they were jumping between the two different characters you could play at the time. And the blue Pikmin just, he went back like, oh, there's only one left. They all got wrecked by that electrified monster. They're all dead. I was like, oh my gosh. How do you get them back? Do you have to go back to the, what is So it, the, the onion. onion so yeah, the onion. Uh, yeah, your onion will just keep growing more Pikmin as you, you know, oh, bring okay. bodies and pellets back to it. So, but. Oh, but you have to, you have to resupply it yeah. with flowers and bodies and stuff yeah yeah they don't, they don't just i mean you, i don't know if you saw yet but you have a in a normal difficulty you have a capacity a cap of 100 pikmin in the field at a time oh. any extras okay. will just stay in the onion so if you do lose some you just go back to your onion and you can interface with it and summon more back down but should that be depleted oh, yeah. yeah you have to you have to propagate more uh, the most i've had so far is like 60 counting the rock pikmin so man it feels so good to have a bunch of Pikmin. <laughs> like when I hit 47, I was like, I'm a god. <laughs> this is the first time I spent a significant chunk of time with a Pikmin game. I think I did gameplay capture for the Wii uh, re-releases of the GameCube Pikmins, right? Okay. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, during that series. Yeah, the first two are GameCube, and they, yeah, they released them on uh, Wii with uh, pointer controls, which yeah, were had, surprisingly really great and intuitive. I did like I could see that. a 15-minute capture for each and threw them up as a gameplay, I think, was like my extent of inter- <laughs> interacting with them. But I remember... Those were the days, huh? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Ryan's, a gameplay Ryan Stevens was like convinced I would love this game. I was just flabbergasted that i would not just had not played through any of them uh, the two of them at the time it was, it was just like, i'm a little surprised and I, yeah i don't i don't know why i think it's because i attributed it to being a game it's weird it, you think it's maybe like a game like lemmings and lemmings can be fun but at the same time it can be daunting there's also a little king's story sorry was that the name of the game the one i, yeah. I, I reviewed it where it's essentially kind of the same thing where you're controlling different like troops types in having to send them off to do different objectives and you summon them back you form like a big group but there's like i think it's a little bit more combat heavy than pikmin is i think pikmin's a little bit more jolly in its vibes while there definitely is combat uh it it is it feels it can be laid back but at the same time my playthrough of the demo could get pretty stressful at times because uh you start off you start off, there's like a tutorial part where you play as the captain, just gets used to the bearings. Then you switch over to, is it Alf? I'm trying to remember their name. Yeah, it's Alf, Alf Brittany, and Charlie. Thank you. So like, yeah, Alpha Bravo, Charlie, basically. That's what I, okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's right there, right? Yeah, you get stranded on this planet. It's a cool story, actually. It was like, I think like, it's like Alf, the the alien oh. puppet creature, and Brittany, and, and, and Bravo, and Charlie, yeah. It's a, it's a nice story. It almost reminded me a tiny bit of like, like ets vibes but also like the 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 all, all the just like the future fear thing about scarcity it's like oh you come from this planet where they've run out of food so you got to go find another planet that has food essentially and you, you found it at the last moment you found a planet and then you're going there on your ship with the ss drake and you mm-hmm. something happens and you're all you crash land and you're all separated uh, and then uh, you spend you, you, when you start playing as Alf, it's when the game like really begins, in my opinion. And one of the you eventually have to go and rescue Brittany. And then once you team up together, man, you were, we already talked about there's multiple Pikmin types. I think there's only Red and Rock Pikmin in the story in the demo, now. Yeah. But you also have Brittany, and you can split up and give each other a certain amount of Pikmin and independently jump between the two characters to do multiple tasks. Like this game, like the multitasking, I feel can quickly get out of hand. In the story demo, (laughs) it never felt like that. It felt very manageable and easy. But what they showed in Treehouse Live and the other modes made me a little, gave me a little bit of an anxiety about how complicated the game might get at some point. So I feel like maybe Blood, you might have the most experience with this series. Uh, does it, you, does it, from your best of your knowledge, does it get pretty complicated at, at points in these games in terms of like multitasking between the different Pikmin? You definitely have to like keep an eye on like where everything's going. So like, you know how they show it in the demo, but you don't really do much with it. But there, there's a point when they're like, okay, you, you can pick a point and say, go here. Mm-hmm. So there are times when essentially, yeah, where if, if you've already cleared a path of enemies, then you just sort of like tell one group to go here and then you take your other group and manually go the other way. So that way you're basically trying to get as much done as you can in a day because each day is limited by a timer. Um, and I think that's one of the I things noticed that on the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that I think was, you know, intimidating to a lot of people with the first 
Pikmin is because in the first game, like there's just a set number of days and you have to finish the game at that set number of days and you can do it with quite a bit of buffer, but it feels intimidating. You know, it feels that pressure because like each day only lasts so long and you only get so many. Whereas with this, you're, you know, the amount of time you have to finish is a little bit more forgiving because it's based on how many fruit that you collect and how much juice is in your reserves. And so if you find more fruit, then you can spend a little bit more time exploring and, you know, searching out the, the nooks and crannies and, you know, plotting things out a little bit better. Uh, the one thing that's a little bit of a hindrance, and it's not that bad because I think you can just like, I think the game might pause when you actually go to the menu, um, is that on the Wii U, you could see everything on the gamepad. So oh, you could just like, sort yeah. of like tap between oh. people and do all of that. Um, and sense. I also felt like the pointer controls, again, were a little bit more easy to manage than like the lock-on system that they've done now. I can um, see so that. It's, so it's like, you know, if you were pointing at an enemy, like there was no problem. And if you needed to point at something else and you just pointed at something else, whereas now it's like, okay, lock-on, lock-on, lock Where lock You know, I had a couple of moments like that where I'm like, I'm not quite targeting the thing I want to target. Well, I, I, I liked how you could cycle through targets by hitting the lock on button. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. But during the, oh, I didn't know but that. the boss cool. battle, that is where I think it was most apparent that that was benefits from most the pointer controls. Even in the Treehouse Live, the, the, the person playing the game was saying how they personally preferred the pointer controls and switched over to utilizing those because you, you can still use... Oh, you can do it with the Joy-Con? Yeah, so you could still do... Okay. The, 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 there's options for gyro controls and, and, and utilizing that stuff as well. I personally didn't try that out in the demo, but control-wise, yeah, I didn't really have to... I, I felt like I controlled pretty fine. It, it's a little weird at first, the first time you're trying to move around, but that aiming reticule is what moves first. And then you have to like extend it. Uh, it's once it gets to its limit, then you start moving. I was like, oh, there's a little bit of delay before you start moving, or you just gotta always have it like max range. And then holding down the yeah. B, the whistle to increase it. I was like, oh, you just always hold down B. Though that that did get me in trouble though. When I split up at one point, there's a part where you have to build a bridge across water, and you have to throw Brittany across first and send her some Pikmin because all the materials for the bridge are on the other side. But when I held down B as her. It starts summoning some of Olimar's Pikmin to try and cross. Oh, no. There was no bridge, so oh. they all went into the water. I'm like, ah! Oh, no. So that part, I was like, no, 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 no. How do I go back? I was like, ah! I switched back to Olimar. I gotta, not Olimar, sorry. Back to uh, Alf. Yeah. Alf. And how do I get these characters back? So I was like, no, no, no. Uh, so I was like, okay, I just got to tap B. <laughs> don't hold it down too long so I don't summon. Uh, so yeah, I should, I should try out like those, those Joy-Con controls because that is definitely... The basically one of the big advantages of having that with the the Wii U version is that like you can be walking in one direction and pointing in another direction and really just kind of again like when you're dealing with more active enemies it it does make a difference. Yeah. It's funny that because you mentioned Lemmings and I got immediate Lemmings vibes because my dad and my sister and I would play Lemmings all the time when we were kids. My sister actually, her and her boyfriend dressed up as lemmings a few years back for <laughs> Halloween, and like nobody could tell what they were because nobody knows about lemmings. But yeah, I got lemmings vibes. Except yeah, now I'm like stressed out about Pikmin dying because I like immediately loved them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like immediately just like you're so cute. 
Uh, I just love the, I mean, I like the puzzle element. It clearly at multiple points presents you with potentially multiple paths to go or teases something that you can't quite overcome yet, but you're like yeah. first glass yeah. barrier and you're like, oh, you can't break right. that yet to get the rock Pikmin. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, just like there's a lot, there's a lot of gratification from progressing through the game. Uh, and I, I, I'm actually, re- so I'm, I am really enjoying it. I, I actually think I might want to, get the full game and actually make this the first Pikmin I play through in its entirety because I, I'm feeling I pretty good about too. it. Yeah. The, the save apparently from the demo carries over. Yeah. Yep. So it also unlocks uh, the hardest difficulty from the get go uh, ultra spicy. So the, the difficulty is short in the, the length of days. So I think you only have, oh, 60, okay. you have 60 minutes, I think for a day on ultra spicy. That is like the, that's an hour per day. I think, or maybe it's shorter. I forget what it is. It, that it's, seems a long maybe, time for a day. So yeah, maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm misquoting that. I uh, have to double check on that. But it's just a tighter time window, and there are more. They throw more wrenches at you into the works uh, in terms of your objectives. So you're what I'm playing on normal. Apparently, there's more to overcome to get for, like as far as you need to get in each of those days. So. It's mm. meant, they said Ultra Spicy is meant for veterans. If so, if you already played Pikmin 3 on Wii U, right. this is, oh, you already know the game? Well, here's something a little bit extra for you, which is kind of nice. And it's also something if you do want to replay the game, oh, you beat it on normal? I'd like to, you know, do better. But they also, like, show your, at the end of the day, how you did. So you can replay it and see how you can maybe optimize the, they kept talking, even in the Treehouse Live, they're talking about optimizing your days to, to get more out of them, to be more right. efficient which is it's just kind of nice for, for people looking to just gradually improve in the game. I can for sure confirm that Ultra Spicy limits you to 60 Pikmin. That's it. Sorry, oh, that's it. 60 okay. Pikmin. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you can only have 60 that, Pikmin out at a time. That's what I'm getting confused about. Yeah, other, other details don't seem to have been confirmed yet, the or time at least thing as of is six right. days ago. I mean, the time thing could be right, but they haven't explicitly said that as far as I know. I just got the 60 Pikmin confused with 60 sure. minutes for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh-huh. not, that's a good thing. Like limited Pikmin, and, and, until Ian knew they could actually perish, it's, now they're even more valuable to you. And you got to be, you know, juggling multiple act- I can't tasks. get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stressing out just thinking about my little Pikmin baby yeah. dying. <laughs> so this, the story mode is about, as Blood uh, pointed out, it's about resource management in terms of you have only a certain amount of time to do stuff in a day. Uh, any Pikmin that are not within the safe zone by the Onion slash Drake uh, uh, by the end of the time limit will be dead. <laughs> a funny story, yeah. when I finished the boss fight and the items you have to bring back, that is when it gave me the countdown. They were on their way hauling mm. it back when the 10 second count, it gives you a 10 second countdown. I was freaking the hell out. I'm like, am I gonna lose these items? I was like, no, I was like, summon them back, summon them back immediately. I'm like, oh no, they're not going to make it. And then like, I don't even know if they made it. it. It said like they made it back, but that's where the demo ended for me. So I don't know if I right. lost those items. I was, that was so stressful. Uh, no, they, because you <laughs> land back in that same area. So you just pick them up. Just go pick left. them up. I, I was hoping that would be the case for sure. But, uh, but the juice, the getting the fruits to make more juice, because once, if you run out of that, you're done. I assume that's game over. If you don't have any more juice, you mm-hmm. cannot progress any further uh there's yeah, also I, there might be like some way that they let you roll back but i forget how that might work mm. i didn't you, i don't remember that it's really that much of an issue unless okay. you're struggling with it but 
that seems to be the 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 and making more headway in the map so that you find more parts you're trying to rebuild this cosmic drive key or something so you could get back to your home world to let them know the good news that you got all this fruit for them that it's a rich planet that their species can can thrive and survive there but uh they, they had other modes sorry go ahead ian well before we move to the other modes and maybe if this is a spoiler don't don't, don't answer this but like the first pikmin you see are on the back of a can mm-hmm. and like your tiny baby size and like the strawberry is huge yeah and i'm kind of just like is this like are we like doing like a secret like secretly on earth thing well they to that point ian uh pikmin 2 was just all the stuff that you collected was like stuff that you would recognize from the real world it's it's really like a big part of the 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 way they play around with these games they never explain it but like mm-hmm. yeah there's just like all of these licensed products that like duracell batteries and stuff and pikmin 2 oh really yeah. <laughs> and what uh so yeah it's got to be like post post-apocalyptic or something yeah so like when when you beat the demo here like you get like this old phone and it's like what it's not a it's not a cell phone it's just like one of those wireless phones yeah. that you set on the charger you know and it's like oh cool i can increase our communication range with the parts from this and all that Um, so it's really it's one of the charms of these games is these characters coming across the fruit and the other items and stuff in in this world and trying to make sense of them and explain them in their own (laughs) little ways but you have the dramatic irony of being like it's a phone yeah yeah it's funny because you're That's you're after funny. fruit in this, like because you're race the cope or your home world the copai. Um, fruit is their what they desire. But when you come across Captain Olimar and you hear where they're from, I, I forget that starts with an H. I forget their Hulkatate. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, they only eat vegetables and like the like Alf makes a remark about like how that's so strange like they eat vegetables what <laughs> who doesn't eat fruit it's like this weird like fruit versus veggies thing going on <laughs> like it's kind of funny I was like oh okay <laughs> but uh speaking of Olimar uh they do uh, in the Treehouse Live they showed off uh Missions involving Captain Olimar and uh, Louie. I'm not as familiar with Louie as yeah, it's Captain from Olimar. Pikmin 2. From yeah. Pikmin 2. Uh, their adventures on the planet and the, those little data files that are left behind, I guess you get to see what they were doing uh, to, to lead up to those. They showed like a tundra environment. So it was like a nice snowy environment. So just something completely different than we had seen. Uh, the objectives is different though. You still, it still functions the same way. Uh, you can toggle between the two playable characters and cycle through all your Pikmin. Not only did they have more Pikmin available to them, they had, like, uh, they had the blue and yellow Pikmin available at that point as well. So blue can go on water. Elect- the yellow can deal with the electrified fences. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. what I'm going to get eventually to deal with those. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but your Yellow objective- can also uh, be thrown higher. oh nice i love these little properties oh i didn't even talk about how you can give eat feed them nectar and they grow flowers and they get it's so cute i love that um your objective is to basically collect as much treasure within a time limit to get a high score essentially so you're trying to bring back as many yeah Yeah. oh it is okay so I, i have no experience with pikmin too so it, 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 it was just a nice different type of mode where you are just trying to like collect it's not so much about trying to reach a destination so much as here's an environment bring back everything you can within the time limit and do and and, and try and survive they seem like there's a lot more enemies 
and hazards present mm. on what they showed in the Treehouse Live than anything I saw in the story mode demo. Uh, it was like very, much more intimidating and much more chaotic, I felt like. Uh, so I wonder if a Pikmin 3 story gets up to that level. But if not, this is definitely something that I feel will offer a little bit more to push back on terms of you need to have a better strategy. You need to really think things through if you want to get a decent score in this mode. So I think it looked yeah. cool. It's it's been a long time since I played Pikmin three, you know, cause so I really just I did I did the review of game trailers and I I don't think I ever ended up going back to it for any reason. But like even though it's vague, I do remember like that final stretch, like that final level being like like this is like, you know, pushing you to like really use everything in your toolkit to to get through. So nice. That I I love that what they're they're alluding to with that. So I'm looking forward to that. I think though the last thing they showed was probably the most interesting. Uh, it's part of the multiplayer stuff that's being added, which is unique. So first of all, story mode can be played uh, completely through as co-op. Uh, that was not present in the original version. Mm. So they're adding a whole two-player co-op mode they can do. It's local only though. There's no online. I think that was like a little bit of a weird thing, but you know, so be it's Nintendo. You know so that seems to be their <laughs> mo sometimes but this la this last mode is a competitive multiplayer mode it's called bingo battle and when they're showing it off you basically have a card a four by four card and things you bring back to the onion to be absorbed will fill in a space but it's you and another player it's the same resources on the map you're on the same map as each other so you're fighting to bring back stuff and you can try and sabotage them you can send your pikmin against them to try and like if you send more Pikmin than them, they say they send five of five to hold the item. If you send 10 against it, it'll start pushing it away and try and steal it from them. Or you can bring back cherries uh, to generate more Pikmin. Uh, and also there's an item box, like a Mario Kart style, where in a corner you can get a random item and use it against it. And when they show off, they use boulders. So the, the guy was just guiding his whole group of Pikmin to go get something. And the dude unleashed boulders at that moment. And it squashed all but one of his blue Pikmin. Like oh he was left God. with one Pikmin left. It was like, no, my Pikmin. So you could kill other people's Pikmin. You can try and steal their items. And you're just trying to make a line, you know, like a horizontal, diagonal, or vertical line. Whoever does that first wins. And you're just fighting for the same resources in a map. The first map was pretty big. It was like a, a triangle. Like it had like three three land masses with like a bridge type thing in between each like lanes i guess so you had to like fight like that but then they did like a speed mode version a tiny 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 map like a little square and it was over in two minutes the first match was like 15 minutes and the the speed match was like two and a half minutes over so quick and that looked the amount of toggling between that was high level when they were the like especially the last match holy crap so i wonder uh, I feel like that might have a lot of potential, I, I feel like, and show maybe high-level Pikmin play at it, uh, how, how frantic it could really get. Uh, just a bummer. There's Coming no to Evo. Yeah, Evo. Oh. Dude, I would love to see Evo Pikmin, like, bingo battles. Th that would be pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, just think This mode seems like a lot of fun. It I think it's another thing that makes me bummed that we can't have 10 people in the studio, you know, cause like, yeah. what a stream. It, it's but. perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect couch versus uh, mode game. I think for one of the, a great example of that, but again, not having online. So like it stinks cause we can't play it remotely. It is split yeah. screen. So 
I think that's nice to have that. Actually, I'll argue that the split screen is nice because you could see your opponent on your screen and in their screen. So, like, it's the, like the screen sniping and stuff. So they were actively saying, I'm, uh, I see what you're doing over here. So, like, but that's something, <laughs> I don't think that's unfair because you have to keep track of everything. Like, that's just adding more to you, like, you to consider. It's like, oh, God, they're doing this. Oh, mind games. What did I, I can't keep track. Oh, like, you have more of a chance to phase out and freak out and just mess up or something like that. I, I did, it was just very, I, I loved what I was seeing. It seemed very unique. And I was like, wow, I didn't know they could come up with competitive Pikmin. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'm like pretty sure they had some multiplayer uh, in the past. I don't, I don't remember the details. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a, f a fun addition here. Yeah, uh, as we started off with, with uh, Ian alluding to being pretty impressed by this, I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I'm very impressed with the demo. The Treehouse Live stuff looked pretty good. I will say the one thing, one thing that maybe makes me pause from originally made me pause from buying it, especially the, like the price tag being its full price. Well, the aesthetic is nice. The game doesn't look it. It is visually not that great looking to me in terms on a technical level. It's clearly yeah, the, low the, effort the, in terms of the port. <laughs> well, I don't know about being low effort. It's just the the texture samples that they use. They're still you know, they, they, they show their age, you know, like on the GameCube, on SD, that stuff all looked amazing. It looked like you're looking into a little real world with cartoon characters on it. And now when you're looking at full 1080p, like essentially like they need higher, higher sample textures. Apparently it's not even running at 1080p, at least the demo, it's 720, or not sure. even quite 720. And like the docked mode is sub 720. So I guess that's what I mean. It, it looked a little blurry at times. Um, anytime I went into the camera mode and could see the skybox, that was like, oh, that is, nope. <laughs> that is just some stretch texture image they're using for the skybox over there. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, but that's not what you generally view, the viewpoint of your camera angle. I, I mean, I, under, I saw it in SD, though. I not, saw how amazing Pikmin looked before. I think it's a little unfortunate. A little bit more effort didn't go into tweaking the textures maybe getting it to run at a higher resolution and like like I, I felt like this game from what i'm seeing i'm surprised it's not a 1080p 60 frames per second game for for sure. this type of port for 60 dollars that's a little gives me a moment to pause about maybe i would definitely want to play this game but I know Nintendo games don't generally go on sale, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they knock off like $10 here and there every year. I might actually end up holding off on this because it's coming out at a busy time of year. I might wait a little bit to dive into this, um, but we'll see. You know. Yeah, I, I only played it in handheld, so I guess I, and I haven't seen much Pikmin, so I thought it was cute, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's not like a showpiece really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe like, I, I, I may be a little too harsh on the over, like what the game overall is because everything else about it is really was really good and impressive to me. And uh, again, that's coming from someone who never really played the first two games beyond like 15, 20 minutes just to get some gameplay back in game trailers. So for veterans, I don't know how three is generally regarded in, in the trilogy, uh, whether it's viewed as like with the best one the middle one or the worst one i'm not quite sure how it's yeah i don't really feel weird. like people rank those games in that way 
I mm. feel like everyone just sort of into all of them for what they are. I mean, Pikmin 2 did some weird different things with like spent a lot of more time underground. Um, oh, yeah. But in general, I feel like everybody that's into Pikmin like kind of highly regards all three of them for doing different things. And I think like for me, I mean, I've said this a few times in the past, but like strong style choices override graphical fidelity for me pretty much always. So yeah, I guess it doesn't bother me as much just because I thought, I don't know, the, the general art direction was solid, I think. Yeah, so that's I guess maybe that's why I didn't really notice. I, I, I want to give it that credit, at least that it did have that going for it. It's just there were points where I was just reminded, oh, this is an older game. Uh, yeah, running. well, and like you were saying yeah. with the camera mode, like those textures aren't made to be viewed up close. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like you're supposed to be zoomed out to a degree. Makes sense. Uh, I, here I am over here, like surprised you can turn the camera. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, you can turn the camera? That's fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like video games. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll have to see. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I'll jump into it earlier than I expect. We'll see. I mean, I definitely want to play it at some point. I'm definitely sold on on Pikmin for sure. Treehouse Live also covered Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity after they wrapped up the Pikmin Three Deluxe part of the the presentation. Um, we've seen a lot of Hyrule Warriors over the past month. Uh, we've mm -hmm. got several presentations. We've gotten several trailers. It's coming out November twentieth. Is there big holiday title as of now um and it's a big deal because it is a official prequel to breath of the wild and it is now part of the breath of the wild if you i've dubbed it i mean other people have dubbed it, it's not creative the breath of the wild trilogy now because you have this sure. you have breath of the wild and you have the sequel to breath of the wild coming out so there will be a oh. trifecta i was game. like what's the third one yeah, the, there will be a trifecta of games not out that yet. <laughs> are featuring the same characters same link in zelda yeah and that, that's pretty special and I, I, this game is shaping up i don't know about the quality in the end because i haven't had hands on with it but it's definitely shaping up to be something way more than i ever expected a, a muso game to ever be and to be something that could be such an integral part of a, a zelda part of the Zelda series because there was Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. It seemed like a cool spinoff that was fun. A lot of fan service for people in the Zelda series, but ultimately it wasn't a top shelf game. Like what you expect out of a mainline Zelda game. This definitely feels like that, a mainline Zelda game quality type effort. And we got to see some new stuff here. Uh, they started off by showing uh, Urbosa, uh, hmm. fighting in Gerudo Town against the Yiga clan. And yeah. I thought this looked pretty good. Uh, her how she her lightning stuff was really cool. Yeah. Her lightning stuff. Uh, did, uh, you, you, did you get a chance to see how it actually worked or did you? Yeah. How it, it's like timing based combo stuff, right? Yeah. They were saying like if when lightning was in the air, if you kept doing stuff while that was still active, you charge up your uh, gauge in the top left yeah. and that, that meter, you spend bars to use her electrified attacks. And it, it, it seemed like a very good, you know, skill driven system. It's not just straight up button mashing. There is reward for people who learn how to use the characters and their, their kind of like their quirks 
to their their fight yeah because they were they were saying stuff like they were like if she can if she can time it right she could keep this going and it's like oh okay so it's like hard okay yeah cool. it looked really cool the thing i thought looked really cool is you could just like run around gerudo ton of points and go inside buildings look around yeah, yeah. uh they found a korok at one point just hidden in a corner yeah uh, yeah uh, well and it's like pre-calamity so the bar and stuff like things look nicer they look better i'm so i, I i'm so like i don't know how to feel about this game dummy because mm -hmm. like one on the one hand hand you know I've, I've played muso games a handful of times on like i think mostly just on streams for us um i've never bought one i've never played through one entirely um but i you know devoured almost everything in breath of the wild uh, I didn't get all the Korok seeds, and I think I missed two or three shrines, you know, because I was trying to do it without guides. But, like, you know, I it's one of my favorite games ever, Breath of the Wild. And, like, so there are parts of this that I'm just like, oh, my God, yes. And then there are other parts where I'm like, okay, is this combat, am I going to find this really fun and engaging, or am I going to burn out after an hour and a half? That's right. true. And I honestly, like watching that treehouse, I kept going back and forth on it. And then like the map simultaneously got me excited, but also gave me like uh, Mass Effect 3, like managing a bunch of areas, like flashbacks and like timers of waiting for food to get done. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I'm going to love that or hate it. <laughs> like it's freaking me out. Down I mean, right? I will say this to maybe help sell the potential of it. I can't speak to the combat in terms of every single Musou game, no matter how diverse they get, I think at some point it starts to feel obviously samey and that gameplay yeah. gets repetitive. That is just the, the nature of those The characters having different styles of fighting seems great. That will, I think that'll definitely help. I think what I'm trying to, I think what might hook you in the most and keep you stay, to stick with the game, Ian, is how much story they are presenting in this game. Yeah. Just going back to Urbosa, they said you we are going to what is it? Uh, we are going to get uh, some background on Urbosa's relationship with Zelda. So more information about their relationship and but Zelda's also, mother or Urbosa, Urbosa's relationship with Zelda's late mother. So we're gonna get to get yeah. more character development in this game that will have more of a payoff knowing what happens in Breath of the Wild. I, I think this game. I think it has a lot of potential in the narrative department because I know you loved the story in Breath of the Wild, Ian, and how it was how it was told. Maybe the most out of any of the Easy Allies. <laughs> but I remember how I kept talking about like the potential of it. I felt like it was just like stuck yeah. because it was all happened in the past. This is this this is giving me what I wanted. I get to play as these characters. I get to see what happened. I get that development. I felt I was missing in breath of the wild yeah. and that's what makes me so excited about this but i also under uh, i feel like I, I feel like this might be one of the hooks for for you and i understand it's gonna be more traditional storytelling but i feel like it's gonna be the characters you care about and you're gonna get to learn more about yeah. their bonds as huber would say so maybe that will set you uh, well, i mean like you know, I'm I'm a FromSoft kid, you know, so like lore-based stuff is definitely my fave when it comes to video games. So that's why I didn't mind the past being the focus of the story of Breath of the Wild because the present is more about the mystery, you know. Um, and I guess it's convenient that Link had amnesia in Breath of the Wild because like in this footage, I'm like, Link's just in Gerudo Town? Like, what the hell? Like, I guess because we were talking about this before, but it's like, yeah, he's like a royal 
guard for Zelda. So like he probably gets a di- diplomatic uh, exception, as you said, Bloodworth. But like, I-, I was just like, what? Like he's been in there before. Not only is he a man in there, but he's been there before. <laughs> like, sure. yeah. But then I was like, oh, but he couldn't remember. So I guess whatever. But um, yeah, I I I hope that it's you know I'm not I'm not against story games. I just beat Paradise Killer last night, so it's like, yeah, if it's if it's not tedious, I think it'll be amazing. Yeah. To see everybody's relationships. Yeah. And your point about the map, and I'm kind of curious maybe to hear your thoughts on this as well, Blood, about the map. So when they show up the map, it looks like Hyrule, like the, the just the interface. Yeah. But yeah. instead of going through linear stages or picking like, here, go to the next stage, those icons represent different stages, but also different side activities. It does seem like it potentially get overwhelming. And I don't know how much of it's going to be like, if you neglect this, it's like it it becomes bad or something. Like enemies take over. Right, I don't know right, if it's gonna be like that. That stuff stresses me out. Uh, it, it was like they said it, you are by uh, having certain ingredients, you can unlock certain parts on the map. Uh, they showed off like a blacksmith. So there's no there's no weapon durability. Obviously, that would make no sense in a in a Muso game. That would probably drive people over the edge. <laughs> but like you spend rupees, straight up rupees, to upgrade up to like five different weapons you can carry at a time uh and, and that's simplified uh you can make food food gives you active buffs going into a mission which is still like the same thing like that, that. and then there are like side objectives different characters have di- favorite foods they said yeah which is cool i, I really like those small touches stuff like that uh also like the monster parts can be used to uh increase like health unlock new abilities so the way it's presented i think gives at least the very least the illusion of this isn't linear this is you, you right. have a bunch of uh, tries to capture as much of the essence of breath of the wild as possible without being breath of the wild you can't just go anywhere at any time you have to pick up right. the map and it's gonna load that area but i i still like what they're i still like this presentation i still like the concept they're going for and how far they're pushing it to feel like a breath of the wild world game but yet it's still muso I'm well, and since you're at war like it would make sense to be different like link isn't just mm-hmm. out wandering doing whatever he's like fighting a war with zelda you know so it would make sense that you like plan by region and stuff. yeah this is literally the point they made that the, the this game could only be done as a moose so they said trying to do this as a traditional style zelda game when it makes sense like a great war backdrop doesn't work for a puzzle heavy isolated solo adventure this is this is a you know right. large-scale battles but i i uh i mean they also talk about like the the gear and stuff you can change link's appearance you can make him topless again if you want the <laughs> but all that like the, as much they, they were having a lot of fun with that they were yeah. <laughs> but i'm curious about your thoughts blood about like the, the 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 kind of the map interface like do you think it's a little overwhelming do you like what they're going for with this uh, the map is one of the things I thought was pretty cool because, you know, you do get that, again, you get that sense of like, okay, you can't just walk around everywhere, but all of Hyrule is sort of there and represented in one way or another. And, um, yeah, like, yeah, they, they got what that, like the, the chill fish from the place down in the South. And then they used that, you know, going into, uh, one of the other regions. Uh, I think it was cool that they show off you know, some of the levels, like they did that, the training mission with the guards, you know, and it's like, this is a fortress that like you might recognize, but you kind of might not recognize because it's, you know, it hasn't been destroyed yet. And 
So things like that is like the most appealing to me in terms of the map is like visiting some of these areas um, and seeing what they were like. Um, but yeah, I guess my, my biggest hesitation kind of like with Ian is just like, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to be that into this gameplay style. Cause I just feel like a lot of times with, with the Warriors games, Muso games, like I feel like this idea of the one versus a hundred or whatever, you know, and just like slicing through normal enemies, like just doesn't feel that satisfying to me. It doesn't feel like it has that much weight and, and draw to it, you know, and then you do get like bigger, you know, like boss level enemies or like the Hinox that they were doing and they did some cool combo stuff with the stasis and all of that. Uh, but it is, you know, that paired with them frequently like popping up different objectives and like managing like multiple parts of the battle at the same time. It sometimes it, it just it's it's weird because it feels like I don't re- I'm not really getting a whole lot out of like the moment to moment combat system, and then at the same time I'm having to like run around and like you know fate you know push back the waves of what's going on across an individual map uh, but i did like you know like i said i did like some of the things they were doing in terms of like the objectives like the after you got out of the gerudo town and it was like make a loud noise kind yeah. of thing, and you yeah. draw out the monster and it's like that was just a really cool way to integrate things into to those systems well and like like they show fighting the Hinox at the end, right? That's young Impa, isn't it? Yes. Uh, like that kind of stuff is super cool. And like her moveset looks really neat. Like with her moveset different... is Naruto. <laughs> shadow clones. Yeah, basically. Oh, like shadow clones and a giant frog. Shadow clones. Yeah. <laughs> Paper bombs. Putting out those like magic scrolls yeah. and stuff. <laughs> uh, I love it. And, but it's like she seems super different from how Link or... Um, uh, Garuda lady Urbosa. Um, Urbosa, yeah. Urbosa and and Zelda play like Zelda basically is a mage like she's just using all the like tech stuff uh, instead of fighting herself which seemed really cool too uh, yeah like that element of it seems really fun and everyone using stasis and stuff in different ways if it if it shakes it up and if it feels like planned out and not just kind of like okay, now do this, like, now do that. Okay, here's 400 guys, you know, like, yeah. I think it, it could stave off getting repetitive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, fighting off scrubs seems pretty funny where it's just kind of like, you just, like, bat aside, like, 50 dudes. Yeah, anytime <laughs> that you're, like, juggling 30 characters, it's like, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to make you wonder why in Breath of the Wild you can't do that. It's like, wait, why can't you right. just like juggle 30 of these uh, Bokoblins in front of me? What? Why do I have to like... He forgot. Like, he forgot why how. do I have weapon durability? I mean, yeah, I, I mean... Forgot. It, it's a different... All the weapons broke down after the Calamity. Well, yeah. I, actually, I think that almost works in its uh, in a lore sense. That it's like, it's been 100 years. These things have been sitting around. Yeah, all, the weapons, new weapons? yeah all the weapons just degraded <laughs> for enough time. Uh, I'm curious though, if you did you happen to recognize that uh, training ground air, the area, Bloodworth, or no? Or were you trying to keep it a surprise as well, like they were? Um, I mean, I vaguely have a, a sense of where that is and and what what part of the map they're they're talking about. I mean, I I feel like I need to compare, like put them side by side to be like be sure that's the okay. thing that's in my head. Uh-huh. But it, I think so. Cool. 
I'm hoping there are Wait, more payoffs of like that. Because as you're saying, you're saying, Ian, we see this pre-calamity. So we're seeing we're yeah. seeing environments as as they looked before they were turned to ruins. To, like, you know, I mean, it just looks like Hyrule Field. Mm. There's the castle. That that's that's Impa's game, but we're talking about the Link training one where he's fighting against. The... No, I'm looking at the at the training one. You can see the castle in the background. Oh, okay. I mean, you should be able like to. Way far away. Uh, it, it looks like a certain environment from another Zelda game. They're it is almost oh. identical. Okay. Oh. Uh, at one point, they show the map in the bottom right. There's a part of that map that should maybe give you a hint because of its shape to a okay. part. Uh, Girl, Twilight Princess was my first Zelda, uh, so I. <laughs> you wouldn't, yeah. I'll give be... you a hint. It's not that, and it's before Twilight Princess. So. Well then, I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I played. Hey, people already second. I mean, I, it's not a spoiler. I doubt yeah, because it's I, just, I don't think this game has any direct continuity with that. That other stuff is you know we've t- debated over time. Uh, it, it's it's Lon Lon Ranch, so it's the circular <laughs> track with the gates for the uh, horses to jump over, and then they have that big stone pillar thing that like looks like oh, a giant yeah. chimney. Uh, like a like a ramp, almost a rampart looking thing at the top, and maybe it's an it's in the, like the southwest corner, the west end of it, and then there's like the buildings right in the northeast corner. There's way more buildings in general, but like that part of it matches up like structurally almost to Ocarina of Time's Long Long Ranch. So I was like, hmm, nice nod. Okay, that's so I'm cool. hoping there's you know there's other parts of the map. There's a place called Maid Village. You know, maybe that looks similar to Link's Awakenings. Maybe I don't know. It'd be nice to that they go that far with the Easter eggs, the nods. That would be kind of cool to see, I, I feel like, is going well, to those that, name places and they look similar, even though it wouldn't make any sense why, it just would be cool. Well, that's kind of, I, I said this before on the podcast, I think, but like my hope is that this game's attention to detail is so ridiculous that we'll have like YouTube videos for years about like, you know, in, in the, the, the field where there are all those rusted old uh guardian robots you know like mm-hmm. everyone that falls in this game is in the exact same place in in breath of the wild you know like i want to yeah, see you, stuff like that you, yeah we talked about this on the previous episode uh, we talked about hyrule warriors a lot in the last few episodes but this actually is related to the patron question i'm going to ask you about uh hyrule warriors um so the patron question is from Samuel. Hi, allies. There's a surprisingly large amount of story in the recent Age of Calamity trailers. How deep do you think the story of Age of Calamity will be? And do you think a connection to Breath of the Wild 2 is more likely now love and respect? Oh, yeah. So in regard to that, I said I think there will be... I don't know. Uh, before the t- before this latest round, this, this past week stuff, I would have said I felt not great about a Breath of the Wild 2 direct connection. But I, in a previous episode of Frank Code, I said I wouldn't be surprised if there is like a random patch update to breath of the wild the main the main game which drops baby guardians like ruins somewhere in the game or whatever there's that little guardian oh, companion sure. who's in the artwork who you see in in some of the stuff it would be interesting they just like added it to a random spot in breath of the wild there's like a patch update this is an easter egg to be like oh because it's obviously not in that game so something had to have happened to it so that's where it ends up or something like that but I will. I, I want to hear your stuff because my mind has changed after seeing the more recent stuff. Do you, do you think there will be any connection to Breath of the Wild sequel? I think there. Yeah, I think it's almost guaranteed. I don't know uh, whether they'll, you know, overtly drop hints to things that, you know, what we can make those connections to based on the, right, the little like, trailer we will got. Will we recognize it even if there is? But yeah, I. 
I do think there may be, you know, some places where people can dig in and like once Breath of the Wild 2 is out, you know, and some somebody that's like really, you know, noted all the lore from Age of Calamity is going to be like, see, it was right there. They told you all along. <laughs> the thing for me that is exciting, and I mean, I obviously it's like a different developer or whatever, um, different team, but like, you know, we've got a bunch of playable characters other than Link. So that's my main hope is that like, yeah, like we've been speculating that you get to play as Zelda and Link in two. Mm. Because uh, it'd be sweet. <laughs> they have... They've all... But also like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, you go. Oh, I was just going to say like, if in this one we see like them go down into like underground areas, yeah, um, then we'll immediately be like, oh, all right, well, like these they used these before. Like Zelda knows about these tunnels. Like, oh, there are dungeons down here. Like, then that will definitely tip the hat in a way that we can easily recognize and be like, oh crap! Like, okay, like this stuff has been under Hyrule forever. Because, I mean, that's still my theory is that there are eight dungeons just underground or something. Yeah. Well, and there was that, that one two is temple that. that was like, there's a huge, like, yeah. hut in the ground and that, that old ancient yeah. temple that you explored in Breath right. of the Wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With all the guardians in it. Yeah. yeah for like a foresty temple, like like the Ogrand Times forest temple vibe, but like not a temple. It was just like some ruins. So I was like, man, this feels more like a old style Zelda dungeon theme environment than any of the divine beast ironically yeah uh i will say i thought there might be no real concrete connections between this and the sequel to breath of the wild uh until the more recent uh so they've done these untold chronicles videos they've done two of them now the first one in addition to trios live the trios live i mm-hmm. think was there's was one untold chronicle then trios live and then the newest untold chronicle came out the first one showed uh pura and robbie uh the 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 pura is the character who cast that that did that uh magic or whatever used her research to make herself younger so she looked like a child instead even though she's supposed to be over 100 years old yeah you have to see how she yeah. really looks as like a teenager or whatever in this video um which is kind of cool and i saw people going kind of like nuts about seeing that and robbie how they looked in in their younger form but this most recent one uh which is focused on the yiga and and and, uh master koga who you do fight in breath of the wild there's a tease at the end of this one there's a robed character wielding some kind of like floating orb thing i made a i made a final fantasy 14 joke on twitter it looks like an astrologian job from final fantasy 14 where they wield a floating orb of cards but what's more unique about the robe is the symbol on the back that looks like uh, a gerudo symbol so there is some speculation that there might be some backstory developed in age of calamity regarding maybe some kind of underground cult movement or the the origins of like you know maybe a a, a gerudo movement or like a dark movement or something associated with that what we assume is a humanoid version of ganondorf in the breath of wild sequel trailer uh that corpse that came to life that everyone just assumes is ganondorf in his gerudo humanoid form uh will this have any connection to something like that this character we know we've seen their face a part of their face and we've seen them as far as we know, there's been no character that looks like this outfit seen in before or in Breath of the Wild. 
a lot of crazy speculation. Some people think it might be Yuga from Only Between Worlds. Some people are like, oh, it's Vadi. Uh-huh. It's Vadi. It's like this game's version of it. Who knows? The sky's the limit uh, when it comes to this. But it could just be a new cool villain they made just for this game. I don't know. But I would give the chances of something connecting in this game to see the sequel to Breath of the Wild. I give it better chances now because of this. I feel this deserves a bump. Yeah. Very cool. I, I, I understand your the gameplay reservations, though, about Hyrule Warriors, yeah. about the gameplay loop. As, as someone who's played Musou games, especially the original Hyrule Warriors, it does burn out. It feels like you burn out after a while. I feel definitely more optimistic about this. I'm definitely looking more forward to this one for sure. So we we'll, only we'll got about a month till we can uh, get our hands on it and see how it actually holds up, I yeah. guess. <laughs> it's coming up quick. Yeah, very quick. But uh, something we did get to get our hands on finally in our final segment for this episode, uh, Steve from Minecraft finally arrived in Super Smash Brothers uh, this week. Um, I barely, I put a little bit of time. I played through classic mode once with Steve. Uh, I don't have much to say other than Steve feels like a very complex character, plays very differently from anything I've seen before. Yeah, so I, I mean, I basically just played through the the classic mode as well. But I, I, I dug up some guides and and looked at um, how his different moves are used. And I think that's that's the main thing that's that's different with him is that most of his moves require resources. So you kind of have to like spend a little bit of time here and there, like digging into the stage to like get different resources. And depending on the level and where you are on the level. You know, you can get like wood and uh, iron and stone. And then every once in a while, you'll get like a little bit of redstone or uh, diamond or something like that. And so speaking of weapon durability, all of his items also are breakable. And so he's got like the little workbench there. And so if your sword breaks or your shovel breaks or something like you can still attack or still dig, but you're, you're not going to be as effective. But then you go to the workbench and, you know, you can craft new tools and you can also, again, like when you get like diamond and stuff, you can craft better tools that have more, you know, attack damage and all of that. And then the, the blocks, I think I misunderstood how the blocks work from the, from the trailers. Um, so the blocks basically is like you, you, you only put them down when you're in the air. So you kind of jump and then you lay a block under where you jump. Okay. But but then um, if you hold the, the B button, then you can just start walking and like laying down blocks as you walk. So you can like create a ceiling over other people. Huh. And the, again, the, based on how much you've been digging, like the durability of those blocks uh, is based on like how much resources you have. And if you run out of resources in his meter, then you can't put any more blocks down. So you've got to go and dig to get more. Uh, and there are certain, uh, I forget, I forget what like wool and stuff that I think are only available on certain stages. Um, and then on the Minecraft stage itself, you can like when you dig, you actually smash through the blocks that are above kind of like the base level. Um, and there's some other little bits too. Oh, the, the thing that I thought was one. Yeah. There's a couple of things that you can do with him with. Uh, so I think it's the down B that drops the TNT. But again, if you hold the B, then you can walk a line 
of like uh like essentially like the gunpowder line and then you put a detonator down whenever you let go of the button so it creates this neat little opportunity to where you can uh form a combo so where like you put a tnt block over to the right somebody comes and attacks you and like you bat them over to the tnt and then you step onto the trigger and then blow them up um and then uh the other one of the other things is with the the mine cart, which is the side B. So you can just kind of like, you know, basically attack, do like a side attack with a mine cart. Or if there's enough distance, you can jump out of the mine cart. And when it hits them, they'll be trapped in yep. it for a bit of time. And they have to, <laughs> that they have to struggle to get out. Um, uh, that was, that, that I used that a lot. That seemed really fun to use. Um, also the, the up, a smash the the burning block one yeah that seems so ridiculously overpowered uh because you just hold it up there and and like on the edge and anyone like landing from the air is like you hit that you're done like it's so big too i was like oh this is so good but like the minecart thing was like great there's just like i was like wait the first time he was like wait i just keep going back and forth how do i get out let me jump Oh, it's still going. Oh, it hit the person. Oh, they're in it. Oh, they're going bye-bye now. I was like, oh, that's great. Um, but man, they but he is very limited on mobility. Yes. Like, he, he doesn't move very well. doesn't move very fast. Uh, that up the, B is wonky at times. The gliding. It's not wonky, but it's you're locked in. Yeah. So like, if, yeah. You, if you do that and the trajectory is just going to take you off the level, then yeah too bad you can't turn around and come back exactly. unless somebody hits you so uh, that happened Could you to build me. a block then to to save yourself i kind of don't think so i think you're just you lose of, control at that yeah. point i think you're, you're just set on your path and you have to like make contact with a solid object to to stop your movement or land on surface to regain mobility but i, I think you're locked out of any other like action other than maybe canceling it and fall like just starting a normal fall but like you can't like do another command action to actually like do an like an attack or build i think yeah and there are some things too like the i think it's the down i think it's the down a where you use the flint and there's like a little you're a little bit vulnerable at the end of that um and and again like just having some to mine you know sometimes if if people aren't don't give you the time to do that then a lot of your attacks you you know you can't use uh one thing that uh, that is another lily's weird nuances with with him is so the workbench where you like create new tools and upgrade tools people can destroy that people can attack that and destroy that Uh, and then it'll take a second to respawn but one of the things with it is if you block and then push the b button you'll teleport the workbench to where you are. So oh. that's another little bit of the strategy that plays in there. This seems like A, one of the more complex characters, but also B, they put so much, paid so much attention to detail and replicating like the feel of Minecraft and capturing the spirit of Minecraft in this character that it's also equally impressive. So it's, it's like both daunting and impressive what they've accomplished after getting hands-on and trying this out just it's just pretty insane that this is a real thing in my opinion <laughs> and it works well, even this dumb little things like when you tilt the stick up you like see his head raise up and down. <laughs> uh-huh. 
even though there's got a lot of things like jump there's like when you jump there's practically no animation it's just like the model just yeah just i was like oh my gosh they really just uh nailed that authentic feel didn't they Mm-hmm. um oh uh, uh one uh semi-controversial thing though that came out of this update is apparently steve's windscreen uh apparently oh, yeah. is uh might need some reworking apparently yeah. <laughs> because of what it looks he's like got some big meat and he's holding his meat yeah in an interesting place <laughs> yeah it's, uh... one headline i saw was like he's a little too excited about the wind yeah. <laughs> interesting that got passed uh that went through nintendo i mean maybe they were like so set in what they were seeing that they thought They're too pure yeah they were like no that don't, pure. Just don't see it he's just holding food and eating it what are you are gonna eat it in a sec what are you talking about oh or they're just maybe we're the prudes and they're just like yeah it's his big dick what like they're fine hey, with you it. asked us to start getting with the times and uh we did it and now you're complaining hypocrites come on next thing you know we're gonna do, we gave- we're gonna do rollback net code on online and you're gonna complain about it too just can't win with you Nintendo <laughs> fan. No, I'm, just, uh, I'm sure that will be updated at some point in the near future they'll probably change that windscreen but it's just kind of comical to see that uh that is uh, what's come the, the meme coming out of this of all the things they did with, with steve and smash but and, and smash it's the windscreen windscreens they're they're important like that persona 5 windscreen holy crap when you do the the all-in attack yeah. and like it's authentic you know they 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 gotta make it look right so it's a big deal it is nice to get a little reward though when you win it is you know a little a little something extra special it definitely is <laughs> maybe steve might lose that now steve might be less special you might feel a little less satisfied gonna, when you win they're gonna neuter steve <laughs> uh but yeah that is the second fighter of fighter pass volume two we have four more characters who knows when we'll hear about the next one uh we've gotten two in just uh, about a year um so i would not be surprised if uh the next that they're all the rest of them are supposed to be up at the end of next year i have a feeling that's probably not gonna happen and at some point they're just gonna have to rip off that band-aid and say hey they're not all coming out next year but you know honestly i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing the longer this game keeps yeah. getting updates, the better it is. Yeah. This is the this is the this Super Smasher's ultimate. This game is built to last. This is a game that could last for ten years. All those other games that say, "Oh, we're on a ten-year roadmap." This is a game that actually could pull that off because of how insane they're doing the same things they're doing with this game in terms of like the roster. Well, and like like I, I you know, it's no secret that that Smash isn't really for me. But like, what would you rather have like? four more characters by the time they promised or four more balanced characters that work well yeah you know like in a game like this balance is just so important it has to take the time it has to take because otherwise it's just going to break the game well again though what's crazy is it's not just balance right it's it's a lot of these characters you know it's it's a little bit daunting but it's crazy they're coming up with entirely like new mechanics for how these guys yeah. work you know like this guy and that, the dragon like, quest ripples hero back. yeah yeah they had to change all the levels for steve they had to like update the way the code works so that this new character would work on the whole game yeah which is hugely daunting yeah it's uh insane and i, I like that approach from sucker and his team don't no, don't don't make the game bend to smash brothers make smash brothers bend to the game it's trying to adapt and uh i think you're seeing the payoff here i do have a patron question though from Urinian um about 
the the potency of these updates and it made this something a little bit more Nintendo could be doing. So, so they, they say Steve is out in uh, Steve is out in Minecraft now. I think they meant Steve from Minecraft is now out in yeah. Smash Brothers, and he's a very interesting addition. But there's one thing that disappoints me: the music selection. None of the oh. music included is from Minecraft itself. There's a couple of songs from Minecraft Dungeons and one from Earth. Though the rest say Minecraft, they're actually from. Uh, though the others say they're from Minecraft, they're actually from the weird versus mini games that were in the pre-Bedrock console editions. Hmm. Is it strange to have one of the biggest games in the world and not have the iconic music that comes with it? Because honestly, yes, the music additions to these definitely adds to the excitement. Definitely builds the stage, the character, and the music selection. Like when the Persona music, oh yeah, like that was like, that was exciting. Banjo-Kazooie, oh, you better believe they better had all those songs in there. So for Minecraft, sounds like not having, I'm not as familiar with Minecraft soundtrack. So if this is the- It's really depressing. Oh. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's all pretty understated and kind of set like, it makes me sad now. Like, and I mean, I, you know, I have a lengthy past with Minecraft, so there's that, but like, I don't know. The music just makes me so sad. Like even when it pops up in a funny meme of like a dog, like doing something cute or something, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if sad is the right way, but it is definitely the traditional music that you would hear is, is more subdued and ambient and it's, you know, and it's, I mean, that's what fits Minecraft really well, right? Because the idea is it's not rushing you. It's not pushing you to do a certain thing. It's like, if you want to explore, yeah. then you're exploring. If you're going to go underground, you're going to go underground, you know? And and so, yeah, there is, I think there is a little bit of that compromise that has to be made in terms of, okay, well, now what fits into a fighting game? <laughs> you right. know, it's, it's something that's a lot more action heavy. Some of those tracks, you know, they, they've, they may have even put them in there and tested them. And it's like, this doesn't, this doesn't work. Like this doesn't feel right. This just feels really awkward. So. Cause like, yeah. Subdued toy piano over, you know, a hyped up dance battle remix. <laughs> it could work. I could see it working, but yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. I guess maybe the remix, like how much effort it would take to make a remix of any of these songs to make them fit faster paced style of a fight. Just also, I wonder about work. the rights. Cause like, uh, this is probably a deal with Microsoft. Microsoft yeah. And so like, I mean, I assume that they have the rights to C418 or whatever his name is stuff, but like who the hell knows? Like maybe that, like, that deal was negotiated back when Minecraft was super indie, whatever. So like the details of that contract might be very bizarre, mm. you know, like maybe he retained the rights to those and like allowed it for Minecraft, but nothing else or something like, and they just didn't want to pay him. I could see that being the that case. Could, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't have any details. I've met him once, but. Yeah. I yeah. mean, even in companies that do own all the rights, I mean, cloud and Bonfire seven music, we got slim pickings for that because right. Cornex decided to be a little bit stingy with that music, but yeah, I would, I guess I would expect uh, if it wasn't a rights issue, how open Microsoft has been to working with Nintendo on this with smash that 
it wouldn't be that wouldn't be what held it up it had to be like a rights issue or some kind of like contractual yeah. thing i would guess or as the both of you pointed out very astutely right. that the music just most of it just doesn't fit the style of smash in a fighting game if i were to guess it would be one of those two things or a combination somehow thereof sure for sure because yeah micro microsoft and nintendo seem to be bed bedfellows at this point mm -hmm. like they, they they don't they don't seem to be competing the way that they used yeah. to well, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Friend Code. Um, thank you to everyone who submitted questions for consideration for this episode of Friend Code. If you'd like to submit a question for consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, you need to be a $5 and up patron. Um, I will make the post each week calling for your questions and submissions. So be on the lookout for that. Um, also, as a $5 patron, you're part of our early access tier. You get episodes of our pod, some of our podcasts and shows early. Um, as part of that and for everyone else who watches our shows including this when it goes up on YouTube uh, this goes up on YouTube on Fridays thank you very much for supporting the show in whichever way you see they, uh, wow see fit thank you very much for that uh, we also have some shout outs for the month of October um, let's give some shout outs to and I love how I just closed the window which had all of them in front of me by accident when I, I realized I realized last night at 2.30 in the morning as I was going to sleep that I forgot to do them for reaction shots. Oh, oh no. And I like, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like days later. We're not going to forget here. So sorry for the delay. Shout outs to Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Caleb Togi Crawford. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you very much. Thank you, you too, for joining me on this episode of Friend Code. Um, Pleasure. Yeah, fun stuff talking about all of this. Good to have you both on again. But until next time, everybody, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. <laughs>